0: Welcome to Unsuitable on Ray Radio, the award-winning financial services and business advisory podcast that challenges your old-school business practices and their traditional business suit culture. Our guests are industry professionals and experts who will challenge you to think beyond the suit and tie while offering you meaningful, modern solutions to help you enhance your company's growth. From Ray Studios in Dublin, Ohio, I'm your host, Dave Kane. Ohio is home to two of the top four largest settlements of Plain Communities, or Amish and Mennonite populations. In fact, if you've ever traveled through Holmes County and Geauga County, you've likely noticed the rolling hills and the unique lifestyle. But there's also a work ethic and craftsmanship that is second to none. In fact, visitors from all over the United States come to visit these communities every year in search of high quality products and homemade goodies. Make no mistake, these business owners know what they're doing, they do it well, and in many cases, they've been honing their crafts for generations. On today's episode of Unsuitable, we will be talking to Kyle Stemple, president of Ray's East Central Ohio region, to talk about how many businesses in the Plain community operate and the reasons they continue to be so successful. Welcome back to Unsuitable, Kyle. Thanks, Dave. It's great to be here. And today we're gonna we're gonna dive into a really unique service offering that your group uh, has uh, has started. I forgot to mention that you also are the director of rays manufacturing and distribution services. So uh that was not in your your bio but uh you uh you have quite a full plate. Yeah it seems uh, you know in this firm we all we all wear a few hats.
1: Everybody's got to pitch in when we need to so
0: you know, as we uh, as we talked uh, earlier this week, getting ready for today's uh, podcast, you know, we talked about all your uh, professional cr- credentials, but we also talked about your work-life balance. And I want to commend you on kind of the, uh, the work-life balance that you've been able to generate as a professional. You know, it seems that um, things you enjoy are, you know, hunting, fishing, golfing, spending time with your kids, you know, you even shared a story that, uh, you know, you took your kids out four-wheeling just to kind of be out in the woods. Yeah, the kids love to go out on the Polaris and uh, go feed the deer. And uh, so what as as we had that conversation, I thought, this guy's not your typical CPA. This is not your grandfather's CPA. This guy is really very different from this, the stereotype. You're not a stereotype CPA. Dave, that's one thing that I think that
1: makes Ray unique is that we do not have a lot of stereotypical CPAs. We've got a lot of people that come from different backgrounds, from different communities, and uh, I think
0: that's what makes our culture as amazing as it is here at Ray & Associates. You know, we talked about the manufacturing services that you oversee. How many, how many manufacturing and distribution clients uh, does Ray & Associates have across the firm? Hey, we have somewhere around uh, 320 manufacturing
1: clients throughout the firm. Uh, Those 320 clients uh, make up about 16% of our firm's total revenue. And obviously, there's a wider range of
0: services that we offer those manufacturing clients. Now, as the director of the manufacturing uh, group, you guys are charged with being a solutions finder and finding a, a need in the marketplace. And certainly in our introduction, when we talked about the plane community, you guys uh, found some solutions, found some services for uh, the plane community, and we want to talk about that a little bit today. First of all, let's start with how how did you find the need for the services within the plane community?
1: You know, I think it's a lot of it's where our offices are located uh, with with our Millersburg office, our new Philadelphia office, and our Worcester office. that triangle kind of surrounds a nice population of the plain community uh, so I'd say being in the right place at the right time and, and being the the providers we are to add value to our clients uh, not only be their tax accountant
0: but be that become that trusted advisor now when you're talking about the plain community, the Amish or Mennonite and and certain groups uh, within, what do you typically find as their education, uh, Where does their education go through, what grade? Dave, most of these uh, individuals uh, go to school up through eighth grade. With virtually no business courses, I would assume? No, it's normally your grammar, your, your technical stuff that they're getting. Reading, writing, arithmetic, huh? Yep. So where do they gain the business experience that is so rich in tradition? I think a couple things, Dave. Their, their culture
1: and heritage from a standpoint of a lot of it's let's, let's look at and take care of our own, as well as they've got larger families that live on farms and do different things. So the, those young individuals get chores at a very young age, and they're really taught in those communities to really help out the family. Uh, very tight knit community, so they're learning responsibility uh, in real world uh real world responsibilities at an early di- at an early age
0: you know let's let 's make no mistake we're talking about some very very successful businesses, maybe generational businesses. Most definitely, we at
1: and Associates have a lot of clients, you know, in that plain community that are that are easily switching to that third generation and not having near the issues going to the third generation as what I would say our other normal businesses would.
0: Now, as a as a, as a business owner, you and I both uh, grew up and and we use Google, we have um, the internet, uh, computers, handheld devices. I wonder what it would be like to try to run a successful business without those tools. You know, as you look here and you sit here and you realize that uh,
1: your phone dictates what you do every day, if you take some of that out of there, I think it allows you to f- put more focus on the real things that matter in life, uh, family, community, uh, church, those type of things, uh, as well as uh, I think if if it was, if there was one advantage that I think those individuals have is the fact that they don't have access to information at their fingertips, like they, they like we do per se, what they have to do is they have to rely on so, on people. Uh, they have to find a trusted advisor. They have to find somebody who can give them the answers when they need it, which is different from a lot of our other business owners that, you know, have, have that ability to think they know how to come up with the answers by Googling it. And uh, believe it or not, people, not everything you read on the Internet is true. Oh, come uh, on. <laughs> I mean, it, it might sound good and it might look pretty and it might have, it looked like it's really written well, but uh, it's not always true. So I think that's the biggest, you know, I always say as a business, Business owner, you got you got two choices. There are things that need to be done. Uh, you either do them, or you got to pay somebody to do them. And the nice thing with that community is that their tradesmanship and their work ethic and their craftsmanship and, and the quality that they do, that's where they put their focus on, and they hire the difference. And that's what I think
0: makes them makes them unique. Did I read in your your bio that you're also a Greenbelt? In the Six Sigma.
1: Yeah. Range? Um,
0: yes, I am. I'm a
1: Green Belt and Lean Six Sigma. I've been doing that work for many of years and as well as a lot of that work in the plane community. I was gonna say, have you taken that into the plane community? Yeah. You know, back when we started getting into that work back in two thousand eight and two thousand nine, the difference back then is we had to as business owners, you had to do more with less. And it wasn't because it wasn't because it was because of the fact the profitability and the economy in that. So you know, realistically, a lot of us thought that was going to be a short shelf life for that product. However, the difference is Holmes County's got the lowest unemployment rate in the state of Ohio at three point nine percent. So basically, everyone who has wants a job has a job. So the challenge today is you still have to do more with less. So we have to become more efficient. We have to become more effective. We have to look at robotics. We have to look at machinery because at the end of the day if you grow you're not going to be able to find the number of people it's going to take to hire using your old school methods and that's the nicest thing that, you know that community is really opening up to they understand that because they can't find people every time they you know they grow um, and they realize they got, the only way they're going to be able to do it is
0: to become more efficient and effective you know you use the term trusted advisor and the community needs to 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 rely heavily on trusted advisor how have you honed your trusted advisor skills. Yeah, I think it's not just me, Dave.
1: I mean, we've got a lot of great trusted advisors in our firm. And and what I try to explain to people and what we're doing in the manufacturing segment is uh, we are trying to educate our people in order to everything within manufacturing to be able to talk about everything not just the boring accounting and taxes and all that stuff. Because at the end of the day, clients don't care whether you yourself have the answer. They just want you to be able to point them in the right direction. And that's what a trusted advisor does.
0: Now I'm looking for an honest answer here. You're out in the tree stand. Are you thinking about how to improve your trusted advisor skills? You're a 24-7 guy. I know the answer to that. Well, Dave, I purposely don't hunt out of a tree stand anymore. I've got this
1: nice six-by-six box blind with double-pane windows. It's insulated. It's got carpet in it. I purposely bought that. That way uh, I could hunt in in comfort. I've got a nice swivel chair in there that I tip my feet back. Uh, If the weather's too cold, I've got a nice buddy heater I put in there. And that's purposely so I can multitask and read and really hone my skills while I'm sitting there.
0: So you're always looking for an angle, aren't you? Uh, Always, Dave. So. Life, life is about opportunities. It's just a matter if you want to seize them. you have a gun rack in that truck? Not in the
1: truck. Not in the truck? No. One under the seat, one in the glove compartment, but not not, not in the back windshield of the truck.
0: You know, let's talk about the plane uh, community and kind of some, uh, some strategic initiatives that you've worked with the community, and, and they've probably taught you as well, but... You know, you always talk about how they manage. They're very good at managing uh, debt in their balance sheet. How, How have they been able to accomplish that? And what have you seen? That community is what I'll call allergic to debt, meaning that
1: there's good debt and there's bad debt. And their focus is on minimizing the debt as quickly as possible. That community was hit with the recession, just like any of our other communities. The difference is those business owners weren't so heavily leveraged with debt that they were able to ride it out and survive. Uh, you know, they put debt on their buildings. They put debt on some of their heavy, you know, larger pieces of equipment. But other than that, um, they've got line of credit, stuff like that to to minimize... Uh, the seasonality of certain of their businesses. But other than
0: that, their goal is to pay off that debt as quickly as possible. Let's talk about communication within the plane community. How do you communicate to your clients in the plane community? I think one of the things that separates Ray and Associates from a lot of other firms
1: is that uh, we get up out of our seats and actually get in a vehicle and go out and see our clients. Uh, that is probably, I would say, our biggest strategic advantage in the community. You know we like I said earlier, we don't have the typical accountants. We have a lot of people that want to get out there and get dirty walk the walk the shop floor, give them ideas uh not only from a numbers perspective but also an operations perspective
0: you know all this all this work you've been doing over the last uh year and a half, your handicap has had to suffer what is your your handicap these days? I always like to keep track on our guests what their handicaps are, just in case.
1: Well, it, it got down to a fourteen, but then I think I was coming up a term I was going to be playing with you, so I kind of sandbagged and got it back up to an eighteen. Can you win money at eighteen? Uh, oh yeah. So now, not me. No, other people at eighteen. Yes. yes. I I tend to buckle under the golf pressure. I'll
0: bet you do. You you're a little bit uh, you're a little bit shy and backward. I can see. Yeah. Yeah. You know, do, um, did you guys develop a really specific newsletter for the Plain community? Uh, with
1: the help of our practice grow- growth group, uh, we developed Plain and Simple. Uh, one of the things that we wanted to bring to the community, that community has been great to us. It's been great to our firm. And uh we wanted to give back, so one of the things that we did, we developed that newsletter uh that has not only just we try to stay away from the boring tax articles and in the real technical things, and what we're trying to get them to think about is the bigger overall picture of their business and like I said too, with the fact that they don't have access to technology like most of us do, uh we went old school we went paper.
0: I would imagine that Ray and Associates is one of the few firms if not the only firm in the country that offers these type of services to the the plain community
1: there probably there's probably others out there however in our market the our competition doesn't have the wider range of services that we have uh, that's, you know, there's tax accountants out there. There's people that can do payroll. There's those type of things. But when it comes to lean six Sigma and it comes to costing analysis and it comes to a lot of the other things that we're doing, people, people don't do that. They don't have that ability. Um, they don't, they don't have, they're not take getting the training for their people, uh, in those areas like we do. What is a costing analysis? Well, I always say that, uh, in the manufacturing realm, Uh, I always say nine out of 10 manufacturers don't understand their cost to know what does it really cost me to produce that widget. So one of the things that we've done, and I I think this is probably one of the most popular services that we have, is number one, we go in there and we help them figure out what is their direct labor rate per hour? What's their manufacturing overhead rate per hour? What's their company break-even in sales number? What is their revenue per employee? So on and so forth. there's a bunch of them, but, but one of the things is once you have that, too many companies out there want to take, want to take those rates, even if they think they have them, and then they just go, "I'm going to do a three percent increase on sales. every product, I'm just going to increase at 30, or three uh, percent. Most of them wish they got 30 percent. ain't going to happen. Uh, but one of the things that once you have that information, then what we do is we go out to the shop floor and we start doing time studies on their products. How long does it take to make that product? How long does it take to make product B? Then you start applying those rates to it, and then you look at what you sell them for. So rather than going out and going, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do 3% across the board, we're looking at profitability by product, and that's what's separating them, and that's why we can increase the bottom line for them like we can without having to just go out there and increase the top line. You know, when you talk about people and and the success of their business, too many business owners focus on, why increase the top line 15%? It's great for you. You just
0: worked harder and made less money. Congratulations. You know, these services that your group provides, these sounds like services that are exclusive to very large companies, large manufacturers, but aren't you taking these into, you know, the 2 million to 20 million our companies? Dave, a lot yes, a lot of a lot of these services we have to offer and our niche is really
1: working with the two to twenty million in that two to twenty million in sales space. Uh, you know, I've got a I've got a client that started working with them three years ago. Uh they were at one point five million and uh at December thirty first they just crushed the uh, seven million mark. So in three years they went from one point five million and losing money to seven million and making quite a bit of money.
0: What's the manufacturing climate within the state of ohio how we how are we ranking manufacturing's doing great
1: a, a lot of industries the the ohio economy the fed you know the worldwide economy is doing doing well ohio from a manufacturing perspective is doing great, and there's a lot of things going on a lot of uh invention a lot of r e you know that type of thing so i think Ohio is very strong in manufacturing
0: you know we just um went through or in the process of going through a a pretty major uh, tax uh, overhaul. What are you seeing in the manufacturing community, the impact of the new tax rules? Dave, I think the biggest thing for manufacturing, that um, the bill was very heavily
1: weighted and very favorable for manufacturers, uh, especially when it comes to expensing of equipment in the first year and those type of things. So I have some involvement with the National Association of Manufacturers and uh, do some visits there in Washington, D.C. And one of the things that they were very heavily involved in that tax bill. So I think manufacturers, when you talk about industries and you talk about individuals, I definitely think manufacturers won in that tax bill.
0: How many times a year do you meet with your clients? Depending on the size, depending on the services, uh, honestly,
1: I I tend to, I don't take on clients if they're not willing to meet with me throughout the year. Uh, I'm a firm believer and our firm has more to offer than just doing tax returns and compliance. And, you know, our time is valuable and we want to make it value added for our clients. So I, I personally will not take on a client unless
0: they're willing to meet with me two to four times a year. You know, we talked about several solutions that you've been able to, to find for the plane community. What's on the horizon for 2018? What solutions are you guys uh, working on your, your group? Dave, if there's a problem, we'll find a solution. You're not going to let that cat out of the bag. That's top secret. Top secret. Well, those those solutions are certainly unique to each uh, each each company.
1: Most definitely, Dave. I mean, depending on what their issues are. Uh, I met with a client this morning that uh, wanted to talk about incentive compensation. We went out and talked to him, gave him some ideas, talked to him. What what are they really trying to accomplish? And I always tell clients, what do you want the end point to look like? If you can tell me what you want the end to look like, I can help you build some scenarios and process and procedures to get you there.
0: You know, in the the, uh, last few minutes we have, let's bring this home. uh, What do you see? What are your top uh, three concerns that you're seeing in the manufacturing industry in 2018? What are the top two or three issues? Hands down, number one, two, and three is the
1: availability of people. Because of the fact that unemployment is so low and these manufacturers are growing so rapidly, they can't find enough people to produce. So I wouldn't even say there are two and three, because if we don't take care of one and they don't find a way to do more with less, they're either going to have to be happy with where they're at or they're going to have to figure there is no other option. I mean, it's either people or technology or more becoming more efficient and effective. Uh, So hands down, if you any client that I that I go out and talk to
0: their biggest issue is people. Thanks, Kyle, for joining us today on unsuitable. Our guest today has been Kyle Stemple, president of Ray's East Central Ohio region. And he's been here to talk to us about the plane community and the manufacturing industry in general. And thanks again for enjo- joining us today. We're going to have to have you back. And thanks for some of the great insights from the Plain community. My
1: pleasure, Dave. It was nice to come back, you know, come back to see you. You don't look a day under 30.
0: Thank you. Appreciate that. There'll be uh, there'll be some parting gifts for you today as you uh, as you leave the office. I appreciate that, Dave. So, listeners, if you'd like to learn more, send an email to podcast at Ray CPA. And if you haven't done so already, don't forget to subscribe to Unsuitable on iTunes or check out video from today's episode on Ray's YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. Until next time, I'm Dave Kane, encouraging you to loosen up your tie and think outside the box.